0: He chose the child's version because it was me reading. <laughs> 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 41 to 50. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with a shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, "'Am I a God that you come here with me with sticks?' And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give you your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the fields. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with the sword and the spear and the javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give you the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. And the Philistine move closer to attack him. David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag and taking out of a stone. He slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down to the ground. So David triumphed triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand and he struck down the Philistine and killed him.
1: Thank you, Lee. So David did defeat Goliath against the odds. Remember little Emily against big Brian? And uh, against the odds, he defeated him. David was, was bold before Goliath not because of his physical strength, but because of his spiritual strength. And so the lessons to us today are not about if we meet somebody who's nine foot tall, how do we pick up a a stone and a sling and attack them? But it's about the spiritual battles that we face, or the emotional battles those the Goliaths in our lives that just hold us back, hold us back from following God, hold us back by, by living our lives in, in, in joy and fullness. I won't be speaking about particular things because I'm wary of people thinking that I'm getting at them. You know if there's things in your life, it may not be, but if there are, things that just you're battling against. And it may be all sorts of, uh, of different things. So I hope that today's service will just sort of help you. And particularly when we come to communion, where we have a bit of space just to let God speak into those situations then I'll let him speak and then as I mentioned earlier that Jill Gifford's come in tonight a, a gifted speaker and also one who's gifted in prayer ministry in discernment and and so she will uh, she will come and uh, and and share some things but then there will be a time of prayer ministry we can pray this morning after the service but tonight there'll be a longer time so to encourage you um, uh, tonight it starts at half past six and we'll have a time of worship time of listening and then then a time of praying with Jill so um, in the uh, in the the verses that we've just had David said to the Philistine you come against me with sword and spear and javelin but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty and that, I think, is instructive, that these enemies that, uh, that come at us, these difficulties, in all sorts of ways, but we can fight those things, not with physical force, but with, with love, with prayer. For we have the name of the Lord God Almighty. And then, uh, you know the story, don't you? Quite a famous story. As the Philistine came to attack him, David picked up a, a stone and, and it went, how did it go? Round and round and round and round and round. And then it flew off, hit him, he fell down and then he got Goliath's own sword and, um, and cut off his head. That was the end of, of Goliath. It's difficult, some of these violent... Old Testament stories, isn't it? Like last week with, with um, Deborah, and I understand Andy handled it very well. But let's have a look at some of the backstory. You know, in all of these um, sort of things like the X Factor, they always look at the backstory. story. Let's have a look at the backstory Because it's actually a very long story in the Bible, and it's good to read, and quite a detailed story. So if we could have that up, please. So... Um, uh, we had a, a champion named Goliath, and uh, and of course in the Middle Ages they still used this idea of a champion, didn't they? That um, uh, the the princess or the queen or, or the king would would send out a champion, and they'd have a have a battle, and and just like um, uh, in that, that Goliath went in uh, in front of the the Philistine army and said, "You send out your champion, and you." you try and attack me and he, he was taunting the the, uh, the the hebrews the israelites and to bring out a champion and and that was a, a, a way that they fought the war that they had the backing of the army but they sent out a champion and he was what six cubits and a span anybody remember how big a cubit was we well, did it for noah's ark well done jack can you just stand up and show everybody that would you mind there it is, from your elbow to your fingertips. And it's six of those and a, and a span, which I think is half of the one of those. And so it's big, um, you know, sort of nine, nine foot tall. And, and then the thing, uh, uh, armour weighing 5,000 shekels. I'll tell you what that is. It's um, it, It's 80 kilograms. And just to put it into a uh, bit of context, so those medieval suits of armor that uh, you, know, you see if you go around the castle, um, uh, the largest of those were 40 kilograms. So this is twice as big as, as, uh, as one of those. So he needed to be a big bloke to, to carry all of these. So he had all of this going on. Next slide, please. And so Goliath, verse 8 there, Goliath stood up and shouted, why don't you come out and fight me? And so he was taunting. And, and when we face battles, whether or not you know, it's involving people, it may be something within us, but there is this sense of taunting sometimes, isn't there, then? Some of the internal battles that we face, call yourself a Christian? You know, and yet you succumb to this. You know, the, this is taunting. It seems to resonate with me. I don't know if it resonates with you. And um, uh, so in all sorts of uh, ways, I think we can learn from, from this. Next slide, please. Verse 11. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. And the battles that they fought then led to that. And you can understand it. I don't know if Emily was terrified when, we, when she was standing next to Brian, because he's a big softy, really, aren't you, Brian? But, um, um, but they were terrified and worried that King Saul might say, you'll do, you go, in there. You, you go and fight Goliath. And how in our lives, you know, we can this fear... Can, uh, can be really debilitating, can't it? And, di- and dismay when we fight these, these battles, when things are against us. Or we feel things are against us. Next slide, please. Then the scene changes from David, uh, from Goliath, rather, and the armies, to, uh, to back home, where David, uh, with, with Jesse, his, uh, his dad... And he said, David, go, go and see how your brothers are getting on and take them some, uh, some food. And it shows that David was, uh, was a boy. He was old enough to go off on his own, but uh, was, it was too young to actually go and, uh, and, and fight. And Dad was worried. Um, uh, bring back, Right at the end, bring back some assurance from them. You could understand. Next slide, please. This set here, I'll let you um, uh, read it, I think is a, a fascinating little bit of detail in the story which gives me confidence in it. It's all about the spat between, between the brothers and uh, we know that this sort of thing happens, isn't it? Um, Why have you come here? And who did you leave those few sheep with? You know, he thought that he'd just left the sheep to come and and have a look at the battle. Something more interesting, and we could soon uh, make that into a more modern scene. And I think that sort of earths the story and makes it a a, a greater reality. Next slide, please. And then. David heard about this Goliath and and so he went up to the king, King Saul, and said this, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine, your servant, that was David, will go and fight him. Now, I don't know what Saul thought, but he must have been pretty desperate to have allowed this young lad to have, uh, have come and even offered but Saul replied, well, you're not able to go and fight him. You're only a young man and he's been a warrior since, you know, you're too young. And, you know, lots of things in our battles that we, uh, we fight, there's, there's reasons that way we can't do it. And it was a fair point that Saul raised. But David uh, sort of came back at him. Next slide, please. And he, he gave uh, some uh, examples and he said that when I'm looking after the sheep, I've, uh, I've killed a lion, I've killed a bear, you know, I can handle myself. And, uh, and then also he said in verse 37, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. So there was a faith there that the Lord would help him. And so Saul said, go and the Lord be with you, whether he was convinced by his CV, which had that he killed a bear and killed a lion, or whether it was his spirituality that the Lord was with him. David, um, Saul wasn't so impressed, though, that he didn't say, but you need to wear the, the armour, and he put this armour onto him, but, but young David just, just couldn't, uh, couldn't cope with that, it was all, all too heavy. And the armour just would have slowed him down. It wasn't appropriate. And Saul still didn't seem to believe that this was a spiritual thing going on. He needed that physical help. And we know the the rest of the story that he didn't need that physical help. He, uh, He did defeat Goliath. In the Old Testament, it seems to me that there's lots of these wonderful stories, but sometimes sort of great with us in our modern day lives about the violence and the aggressiveness. You know, if you say, well, this is how you handle bullies, kids, you know, it's not perhaps, <laughs> perhaps appropriate. But in the Old Testament, what we do have is these very visual stories, very physical stories, which... I think, become true because of the spiritual. So I'm not saying these stories aren't true, but they come true for us with the spiritual and emotional battles in this case that we face. In the Old Testament, there's many times of, of weakness that... Is then led on to strength. Uh, if you've been reading about Gideon and uh, and uh, and how he had to get rid of lots of his uh, his armies, and then he he won this. There's lots of uh, of, of stories. Uh, there's um, who was the the great um, strong chap who um, pulled down the temple? What was his name? Samson. Yes. Who wasn't big and strong? But it was by, uh, by uh, God's Holy Spirit that uh, he was empowered to, to do that. And so there's lots of stories like this one where the weak defeat the strong through God. And so as we think of that, uh, this story and think of the armour of God that was inappropriate for for David at that time, because it was a spiritual battle. But the armour of God is appropriate when it's a spiritual armour. Q. Derek. Our second reading. Ephesians six. Hopefully, is that right?
2: That's, what I got. That's good. Ephesians six verses ten to twenty, the armour of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly
1: as I should. Thank you. So you can see the link with the the armour of God here and uh, the armour in the Goliath story. If we can keep the the reading up if that's uh, if that's okay but this you see that Paul was talking about as he was sitting there in prison probably he was um, uh, uh, got the uh, the Roman guards who were in their their armor he was reminded of the armor of God and then he uh, he says this be strong in the Lord and his mighty power put on the full armor of God Take your stand against the devil's scheme. The devil loves it when we're facing those Goliaths in our life, when we're facing difficulties, when uh, when we we just don't seem to be able to to conquer those uh, those things, and we're full of what were the uh, the Israelites full of fear, weren't they, of of, of Goliath? That the devil loves that. That's the devil's schemes. And then, just move on, please. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Sometimes we can mistakenly think, oh, they're being nasty to me, or they're doing this. But it's a, uh, so often it's the devil working through others, maybe working through our own inadequacies, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil, which tend to want to disrupt and uh, and destroy therefore first 13 where is that yes put on the full armor of God so that we can stand our ground and defeat these things first 14 let's move on to first thing is the uh, the belt of truth now I'll just go through briefly the uh, those but I'm uh, I'm conscious I don't want to sort of um, focus in on a particular Goliath and so I'm going to make out and I hope nobody is addicted to Haribo's. Okay, so, um, so <laughs> this is symbolic of our Goliaths, okay? But it just gives makes me be able to Um, uh, talk about it so you may love Harry Bowes and I don't think there's anything wrong with even Tangfastics these are and it says kids and grown-ups love it so okay but there may be um, addictions there may be um, things in your life that uh, just uh, get to you and affect you there may be relationships uh, that are difficult it may be um, something within you that you, you feel unworthy or um, un, unhappy it, you know it could be body shape or it could be just your personality I don't want to, to name things but so whatever it is that's the Haribo okay have I made that, that clear and there's sadly only one left in here so the truth First of all, the belt of truth. You need to acknowledge that there is a problem. And so you're sitting here in church, all that's on your mind is getting out to Dylan's and buying a packet of Haribo's. Okay? Uh, oh, just shut up, will you? Get on with communion so I can get over there and buy another packet of, of Haribo's. You know, you need to, to, uh, to accept that there is a problem. It was easy when you faced uh, when the Israelites faced Goliath. He was big, and um, but sometimes we just need to ac- accept that. The second uh, um, thing, have we got that? The breastplate of righteousness. This, the breastplate was to protect your vital organs and um, uh, so that they don't get uh, damaged. Now these may cause damage to vital organs. I don't, I don't know. Certainly, perhaps with, with teeth. But that righteous uh, way of life, which is, is good for your body, but if the Haribo is getting in the way of that, then that's not good for you. And so you need to pray for protection from the Haribo, the breastplate of righteousness, protecting your life. And then, verse 15, yes, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Apparently, the Roman soldiers had really good shoes, and some say that's the reason that they, uh, they won so many battles, because of good shoes. I don't know if that was the Shoemakers' Federation that put that out, but, but these shoes, to bring the gospel of peace is, is so important, because we are to go out and to share the gospel. But if we're preoccupied with the Haribos in our life, then we can't do that, and we just held back. And this season of invitation that we're, we're in at the moment, just inviting people to come to church and to share. Don't forget next Sunday's Remembrance Sunday. It's a good opportunity to invite people to, to it. And the following Tuesday, where we've opened the church for prayer. And we perhaps think, oh, well, I'm, I'm not worthy enough to invite somebody and well there's lots of people in church with Haribo problems so I couldn't possibly invite people to, uh, to come we're not meant to be perfect to come to church it's quite the opposite and so the feat to actually go out and, and, uh, and bring the gospel of, uh, of peace and then the uh, next slide please the shield of faith and the, all these arrows that it talks about and um, uh, and we get, keep getting knocked back, defined with, with arrows sometimes, and these flaming arrows. But the shield is de- was designed, the Roman one, to put out those flaming arrows. And our faith will, uh, can put out those flaming arrows so that Haribo doesn't have the effect that it should to knock us down. And finally, the helmet of salvation. Verse seventeen. The helmet guards the brain because it's our brain that's often difficult, isn't it? You know, we—I'm talking of Harry here—but we can adapt it. On the way home, I'll just go and see if Dylan's is open. You know, I won't go in. I'll just go and see if Dylan's open. And uh, you go past. Oh, well. I'll just go in and see if they've got any for sale, because they might not have any Haribo's. And um, and uh, you, you go in, oh, they have got a packet. Well, I'll just get one, just in case we've got any visitors perhaps coming You know, they'll want a, a Haribo. And then on the way home, you know, you can hear the rustling. And, um, well, I'll, I'll just have one just to see if they're not poisonous, because I'd, I'd hate to poison a visitor, sort of. So you just take, uh, take the one and... And on the way home, oh dear, there's only one left now. Well, I may as well eat that one, and, and then I'll I'll hide the packet, and nobody'll will see the packet, and nobody will know I've got this Haribo problem. Obviously, that that's that's uh, just a, an illustration, but our mind plays tricks, doesn't it? And uh, and so for whatever Haribo we're facing that we need the helmet of salvation to protect our mind, to help us to think clearly, to think of of the things that God wants us to think about, to help us to deal with these things. And then finally, the sword of the Spirit. In Hebrews 4, 12, it says, the Word of God sharper than any two-edged sword. And David slew the Goliath with the the sword, and with the word of God. And that's why we're studying it this, uh, this time, that it helps us to live our lives, and to live our lives to the full. So all this talk of battles, I hope it's been relevant to you, because often we do face battles in our lives. Too often, I think, we, and maybe in church, avoid the idea of battles because we're worried about concepts of the Crusades and the, the battles that were before and violence. But fighting those battles with love and with prayer is so important. And sometimes we go far, too far the other way, and particularly for men. I don't know if you've noticed how many worship songs about a oh, beautiful one and, um, and how lovely it is. and. And some men find this really off-putting. And the old hymns, Onward Christian Soldiers, you know, this wasn't messing about, was it? And, uh, but also for women that, um, uh, who face battles. And it's not all lovely. There's battles out there to face. And so I make no apologies for inviting us to sing Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. And uh, that... We need to be strong in the, in the Lord to ask him to help us to face the, uh, the battles that we, uh, we face. And others can help us as well. David was on his own. We can support one another in those battles. Oh, we've, we've got some singers as well. And, uh, and this fine old hymn as we uh, lead on to communion.